0: The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless, and then Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone and any Mint Mobile plan and bring your own phone number. Along with your existing contacts, ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. My team here, they're on Mint Mobile, and they like it.
1: For a fraction of the cost, Mint Mobile proved to have excellent coverage with no-drop calls or unsent texts. Plus, they make it super easy for me to activate my device just by following a few simple steps online. And bam, done.
0: To get this new customer offer and the new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash literally. That's mintmobile.com slash literally. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash literally. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes. On unlimited plan, additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
1: March into spring with this unbeatable deal from Breezeline. Get reliable, fiber-powered 500 megabits internet for $39.99 per month, plus a $100 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at breezeline.com.
2: Laker fans are the best fans in the NBA because they are the sixth man. They are, you know, they push the team. They're the ones that demand greatness. And, you know, Kobe found that, inspiration from the fans, you know, he he wanted to thrill them, whatever it took.
0: Welcome to Literally, this is me, Rob Lowe. This is a fun one. My longtime friend, Jeannie Bus is here. Jeannie is a titan. I mean, Jeannie is a true trailblazer for women in sports management. She's the controlling owner and president of the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, thank you. In 2020, she became the first female controlling owner to guide her team to an NBA championship to go along with the other six. Oh, yes, as an owner executive. In addition to working with my beloved Lakers, Jeannie is now the co-owner of Wow, W O W, the Women of Wrestling, the world's premier all-female sports entertainment and entity. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff we got to get to it. There's a lot of stuff. By the way, season two of Um Wow uh, is currently airing on uh, National Syndication. So check your local listings to, uh, to figure out when to tune in. I'm always happy to sit down. Go to memory lane with Jeannie from Showtime to LeBron. Let's go. Hi, Jeannie.
2: Hi, Rob. How are you? It's nice to see you. It's been a while.
0: It's been a while. Without a doubt, out of all of the people that I've talked to who have either, I'm assuming that's a real background. Yes. It's That's the best background ever. I know this is an audio show. One, two, three, four, five, six.
2: I couldn't get them all in.
0: Championship Larry O'Brien trophies nice. behind you. Oh my god, that office is so, oh, because that's just you know. I keep whenever I think of the you and the Lakers, I still think of the old school. So I I just remember your dad's office, which we see so <laughs> much on 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 the HBO show. It was a show, it's called winning time, right? Winning
2: time. Yeah. They couldn't show time on HBO because that wouldn't have made sense.
0: Oh, that's winning hilarious. Time,
2: right. Winning time kind of works. I mean, and, and that's what, you know, magic used to say. It's it's winning time. It's it's time to go out and win. So winning time is actually a good title for the show.
0: And wasn't Pat's book, Riley's book, winning time?
2: Oh, it might've been. That's. I think good. it was too. That's a
0: good point. Yeah, it's a really good one. But um, the Larry O'Brien trophy, yeah, it's so sick. You look great, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. I, Newly married. Yes, I got um, two weeks in
2: and I couldn't be happier. And I, I married a you know stand-up comedian, actor, Jay Moore, who wanted me to say to you, will you stop taking all the jobs because let some other guys work because you're the hardest working guy. You're, you're doing so many different projects um, you know, which is, which is great for you, but you know, for for Jay, like you know, come on, throw him some parts there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I well, I love Jay. You got to give him my best. He's, I mean, I adore him for many different reasons. He, everybody knows, he does the best Christopher Walken in the history of Christopher Walkens. And the notion that you, the owner of the of the Tiffany franchise, married Bob Sugar, <laughs> the 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 world's greatest sports agent from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I think is is pretty sick it's, the way the world works.
2: It's a little ironic. And then he was also cast in Winning Time and he played Kareem's agent. And, you know, it was just a small part. And, you know, when he... When he got offered the part, he said, you know, if, if this would upset you in any way for, you know, be, me being in the show, especially Kareem's agent, you know, that didn't end so well. You know, I said, look, you're an actor. You didn't write this. Like, you, you go act. Go take a job. So, he had a nice little cameo in Winning Time a couple episodes ago.
0: That's awesome. And you, it's funny. You bring up a good point. Um, Our mutual, beloved Lon Rosen. Um. <laughs> So, so Lon. For those of you who probably don't know, Lon is—he was an old friend of mine. But he can't, He's been Magic's partner, right hand man since Magic was a rookie. He worked for your father. Your father hired him originally, Doctor Bus. Yeah. And Lon has over the years done everything from being an agent. Now he runs all of the marketing and uh, promotions for the Dodgers. One of my best oldest friends, but I'm telling Jeannie, you realize how insanely freaked out he was. He was like, they're gonna make me look they're, they're gonna make me look like a pimp. And then he was like, oh, they're gonna make me look like a drug addict. Oh, I was like, Lon, it's a television show. It's going to be fun. He goes, I had to tell my kids, I had to tell them, I had to say, look, I had a, I had a life before I met your mom. I said, Lon. <laughs> you're 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 acting like you're not in Los Angeles your whole life. I mean, people were were definitely worried about how they would be portrayed because you know that there's a Laker family. I, I think that's fair to say, right? There's a Laker family. Yep. And I've been lucky enough to be on the, the the sides of it for a really, really, really long time, and so you get to know all of those people, and some of them are more in the spotlight than others. And and they they all they all got their moment in 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 the show, and some of them were more freaked than others.
2: Yeah, he, um, you know, Lon, you know, lifelong friend of mine as well, grew up together, and you know, it's like if he was freaking out about you know like what people would think of him, it's like Lon, everybody knows <laughs> you. You're not like that. It's like a <laughs> drama. It's like it's you know, it's everything is like hyped up and, um, you know, but I, my favorite scene was when, uh, the lawn character, um, named lawn Rosen. So, you know, exactly who he is. Um, he, um, makes these, uh, t-shirts and magic, you know, kind of tells him, uh, Put those shirts away. I don't want. I don't want you. I don't want twenty thousand people wearing t-shirts with my name on it. And of course, Lon had already given them away. And so it's, <laughs> it a, it's a great scene. And that that is really kind of how it was.
0: Isn't it amazing watching the show? How it, there are times like if I'm like passing through the room and it's on, or certain shots come up, it looks like it's actually happening. It looks the casting, the production design. It's unbelievable. I heard when you saw the set of of your dad's office that for the first time it really took you back because it looks exactly like the real thing.
2: Yeah, they. I mean, I have to give them credit for all the research they did and that they really tried to, you know, reflect an actual, you know, just just the physical makeup of the forum and the offices and, you know, and they even found my dad's old tailor to make the 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 clothes because it was uncanny that they, they had things that were in my dad's closet and I was like, well, how did they do this? And John C. Riley is just oh. terrific as oh, Dr. Buss and I hope he gets award consideration because he really just it it, it was a- amazing, and I you know can't wait to give him a big hug because he really he really captured my dad.
0: He he did, and I'm and I want to talk at length about your dad, but I, I before we even get into that because that, that's we do a whole podcasts on your dad. When I heard Adrian Brody cast as as Pat Riley, I was like, oh really? And then I saw the performance. It's un. Believe, why is he so much like Riley in it? It's it's unreal. I guess that's acting. I, I you know I felt the
2: same way. Like I'm like, there's no way. Like you wouldn't even think of the two two men in the same right. you know sentence. But you know, and and it was we we really got a chance to see the transformation of Pat Riley in these two seasons. And people forget that he was. He, he after he retired as a player from the Lakers, he he really didn't know what he wanted to do. He was kind of set adrift. And um, he ended up, Chick Hearn felt, you know, kind of sorry for him and, and hired him as his partner in the, the broadcast booth. And, you know, really, you know, never let as, as he did with anybody that was in the booth with him. Chick never let anybody else talk. And, you know, so so Riley had to kind of figure all that out. And then, um, you know, Jack McKinney, who was the head coach of the Lakers, you know, was injured in a bicycle accident in Palos Verdes. And so they needed somebody to come in and be the assistant coach to Paul Westhead, and they thought, oh, we've we've got Pat Riley, who's seen all the preseason games, and he knows the roster, so just move him to the bench. And that's how he became, you know, got into coaching. It was just so, like, how different things would have been if that opportunity hadn't presented itself, would he have ever pursued coaching? And, you know, if you talk about somebody who was meant to be a coach it is pat riley
0: oh it's unbelievable i mean i between the lakers and and miami i, I mean he has i think he has 18 championships
2: yeah i mean he's i think it's 18 he, he, i mean he's he's not only uh, you know a great you know just a basketball genius but a, a motivator and when you talk about you know uh, players that are making the kind of money that these players do, you know it's it's hard to find the motivation. And how do you connect? And you know Pat has proven over and over that he can get and inspire the best in any player, any individual. And you know it's it, it's a really a testament to to him and and you know the the love that he's put into
0: this game. My favorite, one of my favorite parts of the series is, it's just kind of a throwaway moment where it's when Pat has got the mustache still and he's kind of adrift and he's gotten the offer to come make coach but he doesn't know what he's going to do about it and he gets out of the shower and he slicks his hair back and he looks in the mirror and you you just go, that's fucking Pat Riley. That's the, the birth of Pat Riley. Magic used to do his amazing uh, Midsummer Night's Charity at the forum, as you remember.
2: Yeah.
0: And, um, and you guys, when I'm, it everyone showed. I mean, every star in the league showed. It was a, a game for charity, East versus West. I got to coach one year. Um, <laughs> it was me, Arsenio Hall coached one squad and I coached the other. And I decided I was going to be Riley. So I slicked my hair back and I, I carried the, the the paper, rolled up, and hit it, and did the whole, you know, and did the squat, the Pat Riley squat on the floor, and, you know, of course, never, never sat down, and it was, it was, it was the first time that Irvin and, and Jordan ever played together, ever, ever. Oh, and, my gosh. And I don't want to say that nobody played defense, but we scored a, 230 points and lost. <laughs>
2: And lost, <laughs> and lost. <laughs> but did you wear an Armani suit?
0: Of course, I did. <laughs> of course, I did. So I've I've looked like two Laker uh, phenoms, Riley and Rob Palenka.
2: Oh my gosh, you must get that all the time.
0: We were at um. Where were we? We were at the Warriors game this last season for the, the finals, and apparently they did the split screen on the broadcast. But you i think you started it did you start it i think you i think i have you to I thank think we for we did
2: it. and i mean you know so like i it is it is pretty the resemblance is there for sure and then you know i mean you, certainly you share a first name so you got that going on so yeah. it's 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 and i mean your history with the Lakers, his history with the Lakers. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I just—it's you know there it, it, it looks like winning time might have come to an end. I'm not sure, but um, you know, for sure, you you could have played Rob in the future seasons.
0: <laughs> I, I I I'm the guy who gets uh, LeBron and AD to come with yeah. you he comes to LA and a championship um, in 2020. <laughs> yeah, of course. By the way, that's a real, I, it's between that and the Dodgers, my two favorite teams, when people go, oh, those are asterisk years, bullshit. That was the Get hardest year ever. I mean, the, I think the hardest year ever.
2: Because it, it's like they had to like sacrifice being at home, being with their families, their friends, all the, the comforts. I mean, they were stranded, isolated, you know, in in Orlando and I mean, it, it it's mentally what that was doing, you know, only the strong survive. and we were the last team standing. So I, I was really proud of the team and that for that.
0: Particularly to not have the uh, the energy of the fans to feed off is such an issue. It's so hard. It's uh, It would be so hard to do it. Um, okay, we talk about your dad. So my, I loved your dad so much. He was always so nice to me. And the thing I loved most about him is he was such a true blue movie and entertainment fan. He loved, as you know, movies and TV and could talk chapter and verse. And to get the in- invitation to ha- to come to dinner with him at the Forum Club, at the big table with, and you never knew who the hell was gonna be there, right? I mean, it was always just like such a collection of people. Yep. And, and I always had the greatest talks with him um, And he was, uh, he was, there'll never be another like him. Never, ever, ever. I mean, and the great news again about the show is that's him for sure. Don't you think?
2: Yeah. And I, you know, there's a whole generation of Laker fans that don't know anything about him. And, you know, I think the show, especially how he comes to purchase the team, oh, because it was a very complicated transaction. He spent two years trying to convince Jack Kent Cook to sell him the team. And, you know, as, as oftentimes these high-powered, you know, executives, um, you know, he tried to pull the rug out from under my dad to get a little bit more, squeeze him a little bit more. And it became like a, a real poker game. And, you know, my dad was able to deliver everything that he wanted in a very complicated transaction. And, um, you know, he wasn't going to be denied. Like that, 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 he he really, really believed in what he wanted to create with the Lakers. And, um, you know, when he bought the team, it was really... I mean, like I said, two years in the making. So, you know, the the NCAA tournament was a couple months before he completed the transaction and he saw Magic Johnson play, that famous final against Larry Bird. And he knew that's who he wanted to, to build his franchise around. The way that Magic played with that joy and that style was the inspiration. And it's really captured in the show um, you know that they, they have a scene where you know, my dad is, you know, my dad knew where every burger, good burger stand was in LA. And so sometimes, you know, we'd be going to dinner at Chasen's and sometimes we were going to Gooey Louie's on, you know, La Brea. And, you know, there's a scene where he and Magic are getting the burger, sitting in the, you know, parking lot and having this conversation. And my, my dad said, you know i'm looking for a partner who who wants to do this with me and i think you're you're the guy and they they just found you know soulmates in each other in terms of what they wanted to do with basketball and you know we'd never really seen that before in sports where an owner really got was able to connect like you know cuz the you know the age difference the background difference the education difference oftentimes like was so different that there really wasn't that bridge but my dad found that with magic and and you know he was his his inspiration for you know what ended up becoming showtime but um you know, and I think that's important for today's Laker fans that are in their twenties. You know that that don't really know uh, about that, and you know what my dad stood for, and that we continued to you know try to live up to the bar that he set.
0: And it's amazing that he o- that he was able to. I mean, starting with Magic, and, and then it's Shaq, and it's Kobe. And he's all, he was always able to pull the stars. And because, by the way, there are a lot of stars who are stars, and then they show up, and maybe they're not really stars. They, I mean, they up perform, whatever. I mean, you, you, it happens all over the place. It happens, happens everywhere. But for whatever reason, when the stars come to L.A., it's for the Lakers, they've always, for the most part, the big ones have always delivered.
2: Always. Well, that's why I I I repeat often that Laker fans are the best fans in the NBA because they they are the sixth man. They are you know they push the team. They're the ones that demand greatness, and you know Kobe found that inspiration from the fans, and you know he, he wanted to thrill them, whatever it took he would deliver and you know and and in LA it was cheers but in in visiting arenas it was booze but he used those that energy to feed him as well <laughs> so it didn't matter
0: <laughs> well I I will tell you to tell the listeners that Jeannie is not only an owner and literally the Lakers are in her blood but she's a true basketball fan I've, I' I remember sitting next to you during a playoff game with the uh against the Spurs. And you, like, I love to heckle, and you're pretty good at heckling. I I love an owner who is not above or beneath heckling. I love it.
2: Well, you know, a a lot of people know that I was in a 15-year relationship with Phil Jackson. And we used to drive to the games together. I think a lot of Really, because then he could use the the diamond lane. Uh, <laughs> lane. and right. on the way to games, I would say, you know, well, who who are you worried about on the other team? like who who should we try to distract? And he would tell me, like, you know, who who was the strength of the team? and that's who I would target. I mean, you know,
0: well, you, wait wait this okay, this is this is amazing because, my son, who was with me that day, we've been trying to figure out for forever, for year, how many years has this has been, why, of all people on the San Antonio Spur, you've got Manu Ginobili, you've got Tim Dunn, you've got, and you are obsessed with Michael Finley. <laughs> and now I know why. Yeah. Feels like that's the guy. We just got to make sure he doesn't come off the bench and drop 15 on us. Exactly.
2: Whatever. It's like there was always like one thread you could pull, and especially with <laughs> a Popovich team, you know, like he would he he would he said he's such a great coach, still coaching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, but you you had to find that one little thread that might unravel the whole thing. And so, you know, and that's what Phil was always good at, was kind of that counter attack, like the chess game, you know, you make this move, I will counteract with that move. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I'd completely forgotten which player it was, but that's, yeah, there was good. always a purpose at, to, to you know, me and my girlfriends, of course. Like, yes, you know, yes, it was, was you and your, your pack had, of girls. I had a gang of girls, right?
0: where else can you go surfing and skiing in the same day or check out a world-class art museum and camp out under a brilliant night sky same day or hike through the redwoods and get a luxury spa treatment there's only one answer california No matter where you go across this state, you will find a way to play. Look, I love California. um, And I have not yet surfed and skied in the same day, although I do do both. So that is on my bucket list. It's the most beautiful place in the world. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rob. That's harrys.com slash rob for a $3 trial set. When Phil's first contract ran its course and your dad didn't bring back your boyfriend. Yep. What was that conversation like?
2: Um, you know, it was it was really interesting, like all that went into play in that because he, my dad had made the decision he was going to trade Shaq. And um, because Shaq wanted a lot more money than my dad wanted to pay because Shaq, under the collective bargaining agreement, was grandfathered in so you could actually pay him more than what a player would normally get. And, you know, he famously, during training camp, had yelled at my dad saying, you know, pay me. And, you know, my my dad was like, you know, I think it's time we've run our course. So, you know, Phil said to him, you can't trade Shaq, you know, that he's the most dominant player in the league. And my dad said, well, I am trading Shaq and it won't be your problem because I'm not bringing you back either.
0: (laughs) So what what a baller.
2: Yeah. So that was, and, and, you know, it was actually when Phil came home, he, he told me the conversation and he said like, you know, I'm actually relieved, you know, because I don't understand why he would want to trade Shaq. And, um, you know, and and I said, you know, my dad doesn't, you know, my dad can tolerate a lot, but like, you know, sometimes somebody will step over a line and, and then that's, that's when he's done. And that was, you know, he, he just, he didn't appreciate being, you know, that whole thing going down. So now Phil doesn't come back. So they now are looking for a coach. So, um, you know, my dad calls, reaches out to the Miami Heat and says, you know, can we have a conversation with Pat Riley for a coaching position? And so Pat um, you know, came and met with my dad and my brother Jimmy, and they had a conversation. And and Pat said, Well, I I, I want to meet with Shaq, I want to meet with Kobe, and you know, you know, figure out how we can get on the same page. And my dad said, Well, Shaq isn't going to be here because I'm going to trade him. And so Pat went, wait a minute, you're going to trade Shaq and went back to Miami. And that was how, to me, that was the story that I heard in terms of that's how Shaq ended up getting traded to Miami and, and going there and winning a championship. Um, So, you know, that was, you know that was a that was a tough pill to swallow, um, but you know we came back and and uh, revamped the Lakers and and came back and won championships again as well. So
0: the chapters are just each chapter of the the dynasties are are pretty amazing. Yeah, and and, 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 and you know team chemistry is so important early on Kareem and Magic. They didn't really. I don't think ever had issues, but they're very obviously very different people, so they weren't really like hanging out. And then obviously Kobe and Shaq, that was famous that feud, you know. And and then Kobe and anybody because Kobe, I, I didn't know him well. I met him a couple of times, and just I mean, he's he's everything you would want. I mean, he just he's like Michael. He reminds me of Jordan, where it was just like in Tiger, where they're they're not suffering any fools, and they just want to win, and that's amazing, particularly in today's league. I. Do you ever go look around and go, like feel like the old man yelling at the clouds meme? Because things are really different. I mean, can you imagine? I don't know. Make them pick, pick your person. Danny Ainge hitting up Byron Scott for like, where are we going later? Or, you know, Carl Malone. Like it's like the 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 rivalries were real. I remember. Riley is saying the first person who drives the floor clothesline them <laughs> against Detroit in the finals. I was there. And the first person who went the floor was Isaiah and the person who clotheslined him was his best friend, magic. So that doesn't, first of all, the league doesn't allow it anymore, obviously. But I miss, I have to say, I miss real rivalries. Everybody's kind of on TikTok with each other and Twitter and, you know, and they've got, it's. it's too friendly for me. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong.
2: Um, I just think it's evolved. You know, I think that there are still, um, players that have a killer instinct.
0: Well, let me ask you this. What team hates what team? Like, if I'd asked you that in the 80s, you could have rattled off, oh, well, this team and that, but now you're like, oh, let me think about that. (laughs) Right? Right? I mean, it's, (laughs) it's a, but it's a different thing. Like you say, the fans are, it's a different, you know, this is a league now. Steph Curry, the first time he 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 took one of those shots in the '80s, he'd be benched. Riley would have sat him, right? Remember, Riley hated that—an uncontested three with nobody under the basket. You you're done, and it's just a different. It's a different league. I mean, it's, yeah. it's super entertaining, but it's different.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 still great and entertaining, and it's just it 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 evolves, and I think that you know there there was a, a change in the rules like you said and you know it 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 allowed guards more freedom and um, the skilled players to show off their skills instead of being brutalized and you know kind of makes me feel bad for michael jordan who who like oh. was get beat up every single night and I mean, if he played now, it, it you know just blow your mind. But um, you know, I, I think that by um, highlighting the guards, the guard, you know, there's only one Shack in a league. And you know, then that just makes one team dominant. Whoever has shacks going to win, and by you know, changing the rules the way they did, it's more aspirational. Like, like you could you, you think like when you see what's. Steph Curry does you think I could do that like I I want to I want to play basketball and I mean he's inspired so many kids to believe like hey I could be in this league and that I, I think that's important um I think where it makes us you know like when a you know you, you just see the athleticism it you know it it it, it makes people want to play basketball and we are a global sport. We're, you know, I think second only to soccer and maybe we'll overtake soccer at some point. Um, and, you know, and and in some ways it kind of breaks your heart because the USA used to dominate all international competitions. But as we just saw in the World Cup, yeah. it isn't just like, hey, just put a team together and the US will win the gold. Everybody's caught up, and you know we have I think 150 some odd international players in our league now out of 450 jobs. So it's it's uh it's a global game, which makes it you know it, it exciting and and you know it's the, the the best basketball players in the world are playing in the NBA.
0: Um, I got to ask you about Pickfair. Okay. I, I, I loved pick. That was the other part. Like sometimes you're really lucky. You might go back to pick fair (laughs) after the game. And I had so many great adventures with, with Jimmy at pick fair. (laughs) And it was, that was an amazing, you grew up there though. I didn't, I felt like you had already moved out when I, when I got there, but did you physically live and grow up there?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, we moved there when I was 18. And I moved out, you know, when I was, I think, 25 or 26. So yeah, probably, and, and, you know, for people who don't know what Fair is, it was uh, Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks were the biggest movie stars of their time. And you have to think about the fact that I'm talking silent movies. So silent movies could play anywhere in the world because there wasn't a language barrier. Right. So they were like the the biggest, biggest stars and they made a movie together and they were both married to other people and they fell in love and got divorces when people didn't do that. And they got married and they were shunned by Hollywood. So... They had to move to the country or to the outskirts, which was called Beverly Hills. And they bought what was an old hunting lodge that was north of Sunset Boulevard. Nothing existed north of Sunset Boulevard. And so they, you know, bought this hunting lodge. And um, because they were such big stars, then that became where all the movie stars had to go. they Everybody had to follow, you know, Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks. So the media nicknamed the house Pickfair. And um, in 1978, Mary Pickford passed away and her the property went into probate, which meant the court had to approve the sale. So um, I had started to live with my dad when I... Um, you know, was starting USC as a freshman. And um, my dad said, I think I need to buy a bigger house if you're going to live here with me while you go to school. And we went to look at Pickfair and it was completely run down. Um, And I'll never forget, we went into the room where Mary passed away and literally her Oscar from the movie Coquette was still in the room. I couldn't, wow. I couldn't believe it, and um, you know she didn't have any heirs, or she, uh, you know, or they hadn't come together. I don't know, but it, uh, my dad put in an offer for what he thought the land was worth. So they were asking eight million, and he put in an offer of five million, and they took it. And so the next thing we know, we're moving into this kind of rundown old mansion, <laughs> and my dad spent you know, two years restoring it. And what it did was it it took my dad from the cover of the sports pages to the cover of the entertainment section because Pig Fair was still so beloved that anytime we would host an event there, it would raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for charity because people wanted to see this mansion. It was famous. And so I became the tour guide. And I would, you know, there was a, a, a secret bar that was in the basement that must have been built during prohibition because you had to know where to push the, the the wall in order to open the door to get into the Western bar. And, you know, it was just a lot of fun and, uh, you know, it was a, 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 you know, a very, um, interesting time in uh, Los Angeles because LA hosted the 1984 Olympics. Mm -hmm. So we ended up doing a lot of Olympic events there as well, you know, and, and so it was, you know, a special time in my life and the way they recreated Pickfair in uh, winning time still like is, it, you know, is breathtaking because since after my dad sold the house, it was torn down and doesn't exist anymore. So they re- recreated it from photos and the accuracy, it's amazing.
0: I was lucky to have <laughs> been able to go there. That's real, real, no fool in Hollywood history. You know the only thing I ever let interrupt my podcast? My dog. Take a minute now, please. Pet your dog while you learn about Bark, the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. Every toy is tailored to your pup's size and play style from squeaky plush toys from BarkBox to ultra-tough, durable ones from Super Chewer. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Each box is inspired by a new theme and comes with fun surprises for you and your dog. For a limited time, they'll double your first box of goodies for free. I love making my dogs happy. Love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. And my dogs are obsessed with their chewable toys. BarkBox offers treats, to keep my dogs healthy, and amazing new toys that keep my dogs entertained. To get your free upgrade, go to barkbox.com/rob. Hey, listeners! Ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With twenty-four-seven U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high-performance EVs. They're certainly out here, there, but when I, when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's, I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. It is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, comedy, yacht rock. Let's go. Little little steely Dan going in your Kia. Come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash EV6. Kia, movement that inspires. Okay, so tell me about the LeBron era. How, how, How involved, what was your involvement in getting him here? Get, take me behind the scenes on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I really have to give credit to Magic Johnson because you know after Dr. Bus passed away in 2013, we just kind of lost our way. You know, Kobe retired in 2016. Um, you know, after you know the Achilles injury, he just never really came back. Plus you know the the team that sur- was surrounding him was all rookies young players you know not a lot of discipline um you know just cuz they were young and you know that wasn't that didn't go well with you know who C- kobe was so it you know it was just it was a, a tough time for lakers certainly you know one of the highlights was kobe's last game um oh, he amazing. he actually did us and you know and I I can't emphasize this enough, the the thoughtfulness of Kobe and his ability to kind of visualize how he wanted things to be was like nobody else I've ever met. And he came to me in November and said, this is my last year. I've decided this is my last year. Here's how I want to announce it. But I, I... you know, it was really important to him that nobody know about it until that night. And what he wanted was he wrote a letter to the fans and, you know, like kind of the beginning of deer basketball. And every person that was in the arena that night got an envelope with this letter in it. And, you know, that's how he made the announcement. So, you know, oftentimes you'll hear people who say, oh, I was at that game, but they really weren't. Every person that was there, the he only wanted enough letters printed that each person got one and then there were no more printed. So you had proof that you were there that night when he announced that he was you know, this was his last season. So then we had a whole season to celebrate him. And I think he was even surprised at, at the reaction when he was on the road and the fans who normally like the fans, whose hearts he broke over and over, over and over. Like, we're there to, to thank him and to praise him and, you know, and to love him. And um, so, of course, that all led to, you know, the, the last game. Obviously, the team, you know, we were at the bottom of the standings. We weren't making the playoffs. But he gave us, you know, another thrill when he went for 60 points in a win, you know, to, to make sure that we won, he won his last game. And, you know, that's, you know, we, we miss him every day and, and, you know, we, we celebrate. Sometimes it's, it you know, I, I get choked up talking about him, but I'll never stop talking about him and I'll never stop spreading his message of, you know, the work ethic, you know, what he meant to Los Angeles, how much he loved this team. Tell me about
0: the, have you seen the sculpture yet? It's getting unveiled soon, right?
2: Yes, um, I you know I have seen you know I've I've seen it and it's you know we're very excited about it. It's I going to wait. be unveiled on February eighth, twenty twenty four. So we have the second month, which is two for Gianna, and then mm. eight twenty four for Kobe, and uh, you know we have a game that day and. You know, so it's going to be another chance that we have to celebrate him and it will be something that's permanent, um, meaning that I know there's been some talk about uh, one of the well-known murals of Kobe and Gianna is going to be taken down. And, you know, that's why having the statue is so important because it will be a place where fans can go and, and, you know, pay their respects, you know, be at one with Kobe, be reminded of, of his greatness and it's permanent. It it, it won't be something that's temporary, you know? So anyway, so as I would go back to, you know, the, after his last game, you know, it was just, we were kind of struggling and be, you know, at the bottom of the standings year after year. And it took bringing Magic Johnson back, um, which was, it was tough because I had to relieve my brother and Mitch Kupchak of their responsibilities and, and magic came in to kind of settle the franchise down to ensure, reassure the fans that we wanted to get back to winning time. And, um, you know, I think that LeBron held on to his free agency and wanted to have the opportunity to go where he wanted to go. And, Everything matched up well, and certainly um, it helped that his agent, Rich Paul, you know, we got to know him because we had a, a we signed a player of his the previous season by the name of KCP, uh, you know, so he could see that, you know, the the team was um, stable, like we were serious about winning and that, you know, really... Gave LeBron the confidence to to decide as a free agent
0: to join us. It's and it's amazing his durability and what he's and he and he did what he wanted to do. Brought another championship to the Lakers. I always feel like anything else that we get from LeBron is gravy. I mean, I I, I think there might be more. Obviously, we hope there'll be more. But that's what he came here to do. He brought a championship to us.
2: He. I mean, he's a winner. He also. Is now the all-time leading scorer in the, in the it's NBA unbelievable. history. I
0: never thought anybody would would surpass the captain. I never thought I'd see it.
2: It. I mean, it really. I. It, I wonder if the three-point shot, because when Kareem first started playing, there was no three-pointer. I wonder how many three-pointers he would have and what the total would have different would have been. But still, you know, the, it, it's really a testament to LeBron. You know, that his longevity in this league, his ability to stay at the top, you know, he is, he's, he's somebody that he works hard and he, he's, he's a great captain, a great leader of our team. And, um, certainly I think the players on our team want to win. They would love to get number 18, uh, certainly before Boston does. But, you know, it, it's uh, it's tough to win in this league. But you got to be in the playoffs in order to have a chance to win a championship. And last year, uh, we had to go through the play-in tournament. But um, we ended up getting to the conference finals and and losing. I mean, and on the way, beating Golden State, who was the defending champions, only to lose to Denver, who went on to win the championship. So, um you know our our goal this year is to continue to build off that momentum now darvin ham will be in his second year as an nba head coach and he'll have an uh, a, a complete training camp with his roster and uh, you know i'm i'm really optimistic and I, i'm excited to see what happens this year
0: it was a great finish i i mean the, the it... In the middle of the season, if you'd have predicted how it turned out, you never would have bet on it. And everybody just came together, and uh, you know, it's like we, you know, that old thing. We, you know, we go as AD goes. As AD goes, we go. When AD is in beast mode, forget it. It's all over but the crying.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, there's an argument to be made that he was the best player in the league at a certain point in the season. Like he,
0: he. When he's him, he is. When he's when he. When he's that version of AD, it's you just look at him and go, "That's the most complete basketball player I've ever seen in my life." Like when when he's on,
2: and he he likes to win, and he you know in the bubble when he when he scored the the winning basket and and yelled out Kobe's name, I mean he yeah. is. AD's a Laker. He wants to win in Los Angeles. He loves being here. He signed an extension. Um, You know, we expect big things from him.
0: The Lakers will tip off the new season on the road against Denver on Tuesday, October 24th.
2: Um, The unfortunate thing is that they have scheduled our first game away in Denver. So it's oh the night that Denver receives their rings.
0: Oh, like, people always lose that night, though. They always lose the night. Always.
2: I think so, too. It's a No, they do.
0: For sure they do.
2: <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing.
0: And the home opener is Thursday, October 26th versus Phoenix at Crypto.com Arena. It's so hard to... It's. I remember when it was a big deal when it became the Great Western Forum. I couldn't get my mind around it, <laughs> right? And it went from red to blue. Remember, it was also it was a blue. Yes. Was there was there ever a moment where your dad was like the amazing forum? No, no, no. The incredible forum. Nope, nope, nope. The fabulous. Forum. That's it. The fabulous forum.
2: My dad was a marketing. He was a marketing guy, and he. But I mean, like when he sold the naming rights. To great Western Bank. That's when we changed the name. And, you know, he, 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 created a revenue stream where there hadn't been one before. And that was the kind of creative stuff that he brought to the NBA and, you know, made him not only, you know, able to put a great team on the court, but he, you know, he, he changed how NBA was presented and, uh,
0: he was, And he brought us the Laker girls. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I'll be forever. My 80s self is forever grateful for the Laker girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this has been great. I mean, I miss you. I'm going to definitely come and, you know, I live in Santa Barbara, so that's why I've been MIA for so many years. But I now have a little place, but I, I've committed to seeing more Laker games this year. I really, really want to enjoy LeBron while we, while we have him and AD. And, and if we can even build on half of how we finished last season. Right.
2: No, it, was it, would, it would be great to have you there. And, um, you know, you just, you, you add an element, uh, you know, it was important to, to my dad and therefore to me that we always um, welcome Hollywood and the big stars Because my dad used to say, when you have a friend come and visit you from out of town, and they come to LA, they ask you three things. They want to see the beach, they want to go to Disneyland, and they want to see a movie star. And, you know, where can you go to make sure you'll see a movie star, but... To a Laker game, and so we uh, embrace you as we do all of Hollywood. Um, you know, we directors, producers, writers—you know, behind the the scenes people—and let's hope we can get them all back to work soon. Um, and uh, you know, I, I look forward to seeing you at Crypto.com Arena soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will be there. Uh, give my best to your husband. Yeah. And again, c- congratulations. You, you you wear it very well. I'm looking forward to this year. Yay, Jeannie! Thank you. That was so great. Thank you, Jeannie. You reminded me how much I love the Lakers <laughs> and how much I miss coming to whatever the hell the stadium is called now. Ring! Ring, what's that? Ooh, it's the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323-570-4551. So have at it. Here's the beep.
2: Hi, Rob. My name is Tracy and I'm calling from Pennsylvania I've been a huge fan of yours for many years. I especially loved reading your books. This year I'm celebrating my 30th year of teaching and I try to have an impact on my students' lives. So my question is, is there a teacher from your life that had an impact on you and inspired your writing? Thanks so much, keep up the great work.
0: Oh, thanks Tracy. And and I always, makes me so happy when people have read um, both the books, because I think along with the podcast, it's the most personal work um, that I've that I've done. You know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's when you write, it's all you for better or for worse. So thank you for for liking it. It's funny that you ask, is there a teacher who most inspired me, particularly around my writing? Well, my mother was a teacher. And she was my biggest inspiration uh, to write. And I dedicated the first book to her. She was an English teacher. But that said, it's funny. You you remember the great teachers. I had a great French teacher, Madame McCulloch, made French so fun and so interesting. I, I, I even had a great home ec teacher back in the days. Like, Can you imagine? back in the days and they taught you to like sew and things. Um, Mrs. Shelkoff and then of course there was Mr. Thacker who was my drama teacher. He should probably get a lot of credit. He was my drama teacher and Charlie Sheen's drama teacher and, and I think Emilio Esteva's drama teacher and uh, back in Malibu junior high and uh, it's true. No one can make a bigger difference other than a parent and a youngster's life than, than the teacher's. So, Shout out to all of you, teachers like my mom and like you who are doing just that. Thanks for listening. Don't forget season two of Wow! Women of Wrestling, the all-female wrestling entity co-owned by Jeannie, currently airing in national syndication. Check time and local listings. Uh, Thanks for listening. That was a fun one. And we have more to come next week on Literally.
1: You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced by me, Nick Liao with help from associate producer Sarah Begar. Research by Alyssa Grawl. Editing by Jaron Ferguson. Engineering and mixing by Rich Garcia. Our executive producers are Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and myself for Team Coco, and Colin Anderson for Stitcher. Booking by Deirdre Dodd. Music by Devin Bryant. Special thanks to Hidden City Studios. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally with Rob Lowe.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been listening to Literally Long Enough, you'll know that I am a big believer in getting the help you need. Therapy has been a big, big, big part of my life and something I think we should be all doing as needed, just like checking the oil on your car. I've spoken about this and we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We keep them bottled in and it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get the things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash roblo today to get 10% off your first month that's better help HLP dot com slash Roblo.